It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Ooh, we are really rocking through the week. It's already a Thursday, the 15th day for December for 2022, which is fast disappearing. Coming up this morning, we are talking to Di Johnson from Griffith University in Brisbane. Real estate, of course, has consumed us in 2022. Yesterday, we talked about the psychology of dealing with issues when things get a little bit tough, because it's hard to predict, as Cameron Murray told us just last week on the podcast, even economists really don't know what's going on. A lot of guesswork, intuition and rules of thumb that economists aren't sure about using interest rates for inflation targeting. But I guess one thing is for sure, we will all find out together one way or another. If you've got a question that needs answering, you can email us at myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. And a couple of days back, PropTrack released this data on 32 suburbs showing prices that have surged by 100% or more. And the data shows a five-year growth spurt showing the suburbs with the largest percentage increases in value. So a few more of these 32 suburbs across the country, one of them being Nooseville. We know that this area has really sort of star performed. That has grown over 125%. Also in Queensland, the Sunshine Beach, 119% of growth. Lennox Head in New South Wales, that's got a growth of 118%. Coolum Beach in Queensland, 160 Toronto in New South Wales, that grew by 100%. And Glenorchy in Tasmania, 98% of growth. If you're celebrating your birthday for today, the 15th of December, happy birthday. Just the one famous birthday to make mention of, Don Johnson. If you remember the Miami Vice television show, he is turning 72 today. And it was also on this day in 1915, World War I, the Anzac forces begin their withdrawal from the Gallipoli Peninsula after the Ottoman forces successfully defended the area. We are just as addicted to property as you are. Every weekday morning from 6.30. It's the Main Centre Forecast with PRD. Selling smarter every day. Yes, Miami Vice, very cheesy back in the 80s. Right, let's have a look at your weather for today for Thursday. And in Sydney, expecting uh, cloudy skies, but it should be mainly dry, a high of 25 degrees. Melbourne, expecting a morning shower or two with 17 is your forecast top. Brisbane, mostly fine and sunny with 31. And in Perth today, blue skies with 30 degrees. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. And joining us is Di Johnson from the Griffith Business School there in Brisbane. And a very good morning to you, Di. Welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast. Good morning, Craig. Thank you. Great to be here. 
And have you had a busy year getting your head around this whole Australian real estate highs and lows for 2023? A lot to really digest and take in. Oh, yes. Well, real estate's always been a bit of a national sport in Australia, but I think 2022 has certainly never shown a dull moment, starting with record low cash rates right up to some of the fastest growth in that area throughout the year, as well as you know, the housing accord and some changes in social housing and some of, some really interesting market movements. So there's certainly a lot to uh, to keep across Yes, and one of our biggest talking points right across the year has been mortgage holders being pulled in a few different directions, which is probably a bit of an understatement. And in the first quarter, there might be more of this volatility for mortgage holders to endure and put up with. Well, certainly the market's predicting that, but they're predicting some more interest rate increases. And by that, I mean, you know, across currency markets, as well as some of the uh, economists from the major banks, for example, some are suggesting the target cash rate could increase from the 3.1% now up to 335 and some even up to 385 I'm more dovish though. I'm hoping for smaller target cash rate increases in announcements coming in early 2023. And a few reasons for that. Uh, in October, while consumer spending was still 20.7% increase over the year to October, compared to some of the earlier months, that's actually quite a noticeable drop in growth. So, for example, spending was over 29% increase over the year to August and 28.5% increase over the year to September. So, a drop to 207 increase over the year to October is actually quite a sizable drop. And while a couple of months of, of drops in consumer spending isn't enough to show that things are really pulling back, when we couple that with the ABS also reporting in October that it was the first month that retail turnover dropped, admittedly only by 0.2% in October, but it was a really important signal to watch because turnover fell in all industries in October except for food retailing. It's also really interesting watching the fall in fixed interest rates on mortgages. We've seen some of those fixed rates drop over the last couple of months and not by small amounts, but by 1% or more. And traditionally, falling fixed term rates on mortgages, particularly so quickly, has been interpreted by some as an early sign that the variable rate is approaching its expected peak. So there's some of the reasons why I think next year we'll start to see a slowing of of rate rises. Um, So for the sake of new borrowers, I hope the peak is very close. Well, for the sake of everyone, really, yeah, let's keep the fingers crossed. And property investors uh, at the start of the pandemic literally just saw their values going up week by week. Then our attention, of course, turned to the economy, which the RBA has taken a sledgehammer to. As you say, the retail spend, it's come back uh, very minutely. So it's going to be very fascinating to see what happens over the Christmas spend, because that's that's really, as I said before, that's going to dictate, I think, what the governor is likely to do in the first Q1. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's part of the the picture that they're looking at. In terms of that inflation picture, though, there's there's a range of drivers of inflation: supply shortages, you know, things like fruit and vegetables from flooded fields has been pretty prominent, and some of those severe weather events are continuing over the summer, and so that will impact some of those supply shortages still. They're still grappling with energy pricing and housing costs and fuel. So interest rate increases are a pretty blunt instrument there. There's a big difference between those who are looking to buy for the first time, especially while renting and trying to save, compared to those who own a larger portion of the equity in their home. Well, we've seen a tapering off 
in some areas in terms of house prices and auction clearances and, and even rent increases, it really looks different depending on where you live. In, in Queensland, for example, the, the median age is younger than the national median. There's been a lot of interstate migration of young families throughout COVID to Queensland. So even though population growth is increasing, there are more people living in each house. So, you know, families are the, are the growth group that leads to sort of different housing demand. Yeah, and having a look at the war, of course, we've got this war, the Ukraine war, still going on. And last night I watched David Letterman on Netflix interview the President Zelensky. Did you happen to see this by any chance? I didn't, no. This has just dropped yesterday and Letterman travelled to Kiev and conducted the interview 300 metres down in a train subway. And I'd have to say it is one of Letterman's best interviews because we have seen Zelensky interviewed so many times over the last year and what Letterman did was he brought out more of Zelensky's personality so that is something definitely to watch it just gives you a little bit more of a perspective on Zelensky but uh, just to finally wrap things up how do you think 2023 in the in the first six months with this whole whole war thing, I know this is a big prediction, but the whole war, you take the war out, you get some of those supply chains working a little bit more effectively, coming in particularly around build. I guess the regulatory risk with the lending lately, do you see any of that changing? Certainly regulatory risk, I think, has changed. There's been a a bit more of a focus on that, not just in terms of looking at levels of indebtedness of, of Australian households. Interest rate buffer, for example, has, has been a bit of a focus. But one worrying signal from March this year was the 23% or March 2022 uh, was the 23% of new borrowers. So that's almost one in four in March, right before interest rates started rising in May, who took out loans with an average size of about 610,000, who had a debt to income figure of six times or more. So their loan size was six times their taxable income. But also we're about to see uh, a massive, and we're talking unprecedented reset of fixed rate mortgages about to ricochet around the economy over the next couple of years. This is hundreds of billions in loans. And to give you an idea of the scale of that, in just 18 months from March 2020 to September 2021, 47% of home loan borrowers fixed their interest rate compared to only around 13% pre-COVID. And so there's hundreds of thousands of households that fixed at rates under 2%. And some in just the next few months, we're talking about 90 billion in lending, that's approaching a reset. And then in the second half of next year, around about 275 billion. So that's going to have an impact. And what we're seeing now is borrowers, only around 5% are fixing any portion of their loan now, because we're starting to really see the fixed rates drops. But while I think that parts of the inflationary outlook, it's starting to look increasingly transitory. I think that there's still um, a lot of a lot of unknowns. So in, in terms of how next year will look, hopefully we're, we're nearing the end of an interest rate increase. Uh, we might even see rates settle or even slightly decrease next year. Most people, including regulators, would only be comfortable at much lower levels of debt to income and hopefully slightly less in interest rates as well. But there's still a lot to unfold to before we start to really see a clearer picture of that. 
Yes, the ever-unfolding picture. Good on you, Di. Thank you so much for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning. Have yourself a great Christmas and a bit of a break into 2023 and might catch up at some stage into the new year. Yes, sounds great. Thanks, Craig. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.